I think this should be the actual thing. This is pretty funny. I've been gone for six months. This is my welcome back podcast. Welcome back, Cotter. Well, well, it would be funny if it was welcome back, Proctor, but I'm not Proctor anymore. You're not. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast, where we discuss the world of film from a fresh angle. And now your host, Robert Yanis Jr. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast. This is Rob. And on this episode, I actually have a special guest with me. Hi, it's Kai. I'm back. This, 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 how long has it been? Has it been? It's been a little over six. Was months. it? No, more than that. Was it? What was more, the last thing we talked about? I gosh, I don't even remember. Suicide Squad. No. Ghostbusters, no. something like that. No, was it that? Nightmare. No, it was Nightmare Before Christmas. I think October. Oh yeah. Because that was right before you had our, our baby. That's right. Who is also here with us? So if you hear any sound effects in the background, like baby noises or grumbles or the shuffling of a, of a small creature it's it's uh don't be alarmed it's not there's no woodland animals sneaking up on us it's actually our our daughter here who um you know it's actually kind of fitting that she's on this episode with us because we're going to talk about wonder woman which is now finally in theaters and i know we're getting this up a little bit after it's come out and um taken over the box office but i really wanted last episode uh crooked table podcast episode 50 to focus on sort of a retrospective and a look forward and, uh, and I really wanted to make sure we can get Kai on, on this episode to talk of some Wonder Woman. So that's pretty much what we're, all we're going to be doing today, is going in-depth on Patty Jenkins' new film, Wonder Woman. So, uh, so let's just get right into our review. What is your mission? To stop the war. What war? The war to end all wars. Weapons far deadlier than you can ever imagine. The war can be ours. Wherever you are, you are in more danger than you think. I cannot stand by while innocent lives are lost. It is our sacred duty to defend the world. And it's what I'm going to do. All right, so Wonder Woman is the first solo feature for the DC Comics character after... What is it? I think it's 76 years since she debuted on the page. And somehow has still maintained a reputation as one of the company's trinity of iconic superheroes. You have Batman, who's been in a bazillion movies. Superman, who's also been in a bazillion movies. And Wonder Woman now getting her first starring role um, after Gal Gadot played her in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So for those of you who haven't heard the uh, review segments on this podcast... We go over the hype, the story, the cast, the production, and the verdict. So going first up into the hype, normally this is where I kind of lay the groundwork for the franchise or character's history and you know kind of the road up to its release, but I sort of already touched on that, so I think I'll just go over to Kai. Kai, before this movie, what was your familiarity with Wonder Woman as a character, as a property, and you know what were you sort of expecting from this new film? Well, uh, my understanding about Wonder Woman was really the Linda Carter portrayal back in the 70s. I mean, I didn't watch the show, but I've seen... It's a little before our time. Yes, a little before our time. But I've seen, I saw, you know, video clips and, um, and I heard about the Invisible Jet. I think, okay, okay, I think I, ha- I knew a lot about Wonder Woman from those I Love the 70s shows. That they used to show on VH1. Oh yeah, they, they yeah they did a lot of did they do a lot of references to that show because that was a kind of a phenomenon back in the seventies. Yeah, they referenced Wonder Woman. They referenced um, the Hulk show. Like so, that's how I first I think became aware of the Wonder Woman show was from the seventies edition. And then 
that's it. That's I mean, I never officially watched it. Um, I don't I don't know. You don't know how you didn't know anything about her origin, really. You're like, she comes from an island. Did you even know that or until I told you or not really? I think I knew that she was from the Amazon, but I thought that was like the Amazon jungle. In, oh, wow. Um, okay. In so you barely you basically didn't know anything about the origin. Not really. You didn't know about Steve Trevor or Themyscira or any of that? No. Okay, I, I knew a little bit more than that. I also didn't watch the Linda Carter Linda Carter show. Linda Carter, who's been on uh, Supergirl this past season that just ended, which is now on Netflix if you want to see some Linda Carter stuff. Um, I was moderately more familiar with her than you because Freddie, when he was a kid, watched the Justice League show and Justice League Unlimited, the animated series, where she's basically the female lead alongside Batman, Superman, and assorted other DC heroes. Um, I also, after BVS, I checked out the 2009 movie that DC put out with Wonder Woman voiced by Carrie Russell and Steve Trevor by, uh, voiced by Nathan Fillion. So I, I was familiar with some of the elements of her backstory there because I knew that this movie was coming out and I wanted to, I was also kind of a Wonder Woman novice in a lot of ways and uh, I wanted to sort of brush up on that. I think the fact that, like I said, I think the fact that she's basically had minimal pop culture impact since the 70s I mean for non-comic book readers like if you're not into this stuff and playing the video games or watching the shows you you probably have heard of Wonder Woman but really don't know anything about her which is why I think this film was so important that they get things right um, because this was their chance to tell her origin story this was their chance to to launch her to the same level of popularity of people like Batman Superman Spider-Man the X-Men and heroes like that is <laughs> she moving around a lot yeah she's really curious of what's, what's, what's going on um, and also the fact that it kind of comes after a string of very, for lack of a better term, crappy female-led comic book movies. I mean, I've met, I've seen pretty much all of them. But, but Kai, you, you're not familiar with, you're not really familiar with Supergirl, Catwoman, Elektra, or any of those, really, right? No. Yeah, and I had seen them all. Um, I grew up watching Supergirl before the, sh the movie, not the show. Before I even knew that it was terrible, much like Howard the Duck, which I also grew up watching, and um, I saw Electra and Catwoman in theaters, and like the rest of the world, was very dismayed at how crappy it was. And I think if Wonder Woman had been terrible, and you know we'll get to this in a little bit, whether we think it is terrible or not, but if it had been received terrible, terribly by critics and audiences, and not had the sort of box office success that it's had. I think that studio heads would have learned the absolute wrong lesson and been like, see, nobody wants to see a lady saving the day, even though that's really outdated, misogynistic way of viewing things, especially in, in the wake of, you know, Furiosa and uh, Katniss Everdeen and all these female-led, you know, bad... I mean, we have a, we have a, uh, a female hero for the, the new Star Wars trilogy. That's how far we've come since back in the day when... Princess Leia was essentially the only female character in that old in the old series of movies, so I think that Wonder Woman has a lot of um, has has a chance to sort of confirm that people do want to see uh, more diversity in their superhero properties. And when I say more diversity, I mean specifically gender diversity. And um, you know, let's I guess that's a good segue. Do you have anything more for the hype to add? Um, well, I I think that it's good that this movie was received as well as it, it has been because I was worried, I know you mentioned this to me as well, but I was worried that if this movie was panned, then they wouldn't make another female yeah. superhero movie. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I'm like I have. I'm like fifty percent listening to the podcast, but I'm also fifty percent trying to like not have my daughter fall out yeah, of the carrier. carrier. Well, do you want to readjust her or something? Yeah, I probably should do that. That's it. you can do that while I'm talking. Yes. So let's segue into the story. So, Patty Jenkins uh, directed the new film Wonder Woman, and this starts out with Diana, Princess of Themyscira, uh, on her uh, paradise island with her mother Hippo- uh, Hippolyta. It's a, I always get kind of tripped up with these mythology-centric names sometimes. And um, she's played by Connie Britton, or Connie Nielsen. Which Connie Nielsen. Connie Nielsen. I always do that. Connie no, I think Nielsen. I said that to you last night. Yeah, you like, confused me. I, I did confuse you. You got me, threw me off. So uh, it basically starts out with her on, uh, on Themyscira, and of course she's, uh, she's training to be a warrior. And World War I pilot Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, sort of crash lands. I mean, this is all... This is all in the trailer, so this isn't even... We might get into spoilers in a little bit, but this isn't even spoilers. So um, from there, she sort of ventures off of the mascara to kind of guide the world of man and uh, set off on a mission of her own. I guess that's the most we can say without really getting into specifics on what, what her motivation is. So passing it over to you... You want me to hold her a second? Sure. Passing it over to you, Kai. Do you... Um, what did you think of the story and where, where we start with it? Um, were, was that interesting to you, or were you like, I don't care about this island of ladies, let's just get to the action? Or what, uh, what were your, what was your sort of takeaway? Um, I really liked, I really liked the island one. It's absolutely gorgeous the way it was filmed in the movie. Yeah, I don't did know. you look up where it was shot yet? Oh I mean, gosh, you were, you were, no, were, I forgot. Sus- you were suspecting like the Greek Isles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if it was, yeah, if it wasn't Greek Isles, it would have made the most sense because Wonder Woman comes from Greek mythology. Right. But, um, no, I actually really liked the island, and I liked seeing all the women battle each other. I actually felt like really touched by that because um, I think being well, not even not even bad, not battle each other. It was basically like, well, like you know, like Amazon, practice, practice oh, oh, oh practice. training. I thought yeah, you were training. talking about yeah, that big battle scene on the no, beach. No, 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 training, training. Um, and even I was like, the battle hey, scene, you just want to see women fighting each even other. That, even the battle on the beach, I'm like, oh, because it's like I don't know what it is, but I feel like um, maybe I think maybe you've helped me with this, but I feel like I don't. That maybe before I had a subconscious dislike towards women. And I feel like a lot of women have a dislike towards women. And you would think that doesn't make any sense because why would you why would you dislike your own gender? But look at what's going on in our world today and you can see that with a lot of women's rights being taken away and the things that are the, the bad words that are being still being slung around about women to their faces and it's still considered um, not acceptable, but not, but not, not really. Not, not unacceptable. But right, but not. I mean, not without without get, getting too political, it's not. I mean, it's it's a, it's basically a fact that we elected a sexual predator into the White House, who clearly has a very questionable. Let's would be the nice word. Questionable view of women and and uh, all of that. Exactly, and I think, and it's also so. I feel like with us being together and me being more aware uh, that it is. There's nothing wrong with being a woman and there's nothing wrong with being a strong woman. I think it's really helped me want to have more of a, a unit with my own, um, my own female peers and be more inspired by that instead of turned off by that. And also, on the same token, having a daughter. Because I was really, about to say, you're raised, trying to raise a, we're trying to raise a, a strong woman now. Yeah, so having a daughter and I'm watching, watching the scenes on the island with them training and I just it really just warmed up my heart because I'm just like, I would love... For 
for my daughter to be strong like that. I mean, obviously not like that because they're basically gods, but but to be strong and to be a fighter and to fight for what she believes in. And um, and I feel like Wonder Woman, um, I think just she's such an aspirational character. And it, if if my daughter was to be anything like that, it would be amazing. But she's only she's only six months old, so. We, but we did. We should mention we did take her to this movie. So she did see, um, you know, she did see most of it. I mean, she kind of nodded out towards the end because she was getting sleepy. It's uh, almost two and a half hours long, so I don't blame her. Um, but very action-packed. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've seen things online on social media and stuff about people that are, like, basically crying through all the action scenes because of what you said, because it's all these strong women characters. For example, this morning I listened to Kevin Smith's uh, Hollywood Babylon podcast, and he's talking to Ralph Garman about going to see Wonder, Wonder Woman. And, of course, he loves all of this stuff. So he's all about it regardless. And his wife is famously feminist and staunchly like, oh, anti-men and that kind of thing. And like, oh, it's Iron Man, mm. Superman. So it's weird that you can be anti-men but still marry a man. Because people get right. that confused about feminism. Well, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of times the attitude is towards... <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> towards the establishment that, that the patriarchy, not necessarily individual men. Well, Gloria Steinem got a lot of flack because she chose to get married. And right. like the original... The, the original feminist of the well, 60s, at least, because I know there were other feminists before her. But she's one of the most influential now. Most, yes, still. most influential now, before, uh, got married. And it was this huge controversy. And it's like, well, why shouldn't, you know, as a feminist, um, there's no reason you can't still, you know, enjoy, you know, men and being uh, being in love and, and whatnot. And I feel like now we have more feminists that are not just women, but men as well. And... I think Steve Trevor is a great example of a feminist man. As as the well, story went on, we'll get to the yeah we'll get to the cast uh, in the next section right when we're on the story in general. Do you think the fact that the story is so empowering to women? Do you think that that is part of why so many people were pissed about this, the women's only screenings thing and that go happening in the Alamo Draft House, or do you think it's just that it's sort of a, a female character that is. <laughs> what, honey? Kind of encroaching on a predominantly male-dominated, uh, you know, genre. Do you think it's kind of a com- like combination of both? Um, I was actually, I'm actually su- not surprised by the 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 uh, the lashback. Is that the what is that right? Is backlash. The backlash. I have mom brain right now. It's so a real, it's a real thing, guys. Yeah. Uh, the backlash from the women's only screenings because for we've had situations where women have fought to be part of things like that, like uh, being part of a golf club, um, you know, and the fact that now men are like, hey, wait a minute, why are there women's only screenings? What about us? It's like we're taking a complete reverse turn where now men are like, I want to be included too. But it's also, but also, so I understand that part of it. There's also on the same um, side is that men have had a lot of time to exclude others. So um, it's kind of what's what's wrong with having women have their time to, you know, have have their own little community and not have ever not have men in there. So that's I, I, how you look at it. I agree. I think if there's one group of people that has no right to kind of bitch about stuff, it's white men. Especially after everything, and we've basically had rights since we came, since we established this country, and then everyone else has sort of had to. Country? How about 
world? Well, I was talking about the U.S. In spe- specifically. Okay, well. Other countries have different... Di- we were settled by the British, to, remember. I know, but go to China. See, the dynamic, the gender dynamic is much different. White men are I'm, still... I know, but I'm saying, but I'm saying here, you guys have... You ladies, I should say, and men and every people of different orientations and, and ethnicities and races and all that have had to fight for it in this country. Now that you have it, but you took a long time for you to get there and you're still like a lot of times not getting the respect that you deserve. It's still not equality as we're seeing a lot, in, a lot more hate crimes, both domestically and abroad. Um, I mean, I, I think that white men bitching over... Oh, you mean there's a couple screenings where I can't go see the superhero movie that's playing everywhere else after the movie? And it's not even advanced screenings. It's not even opening day. It's like a week after the movie's been out. So it's like, really? You have no, you have no legs to stand on, guys. Yeah, well, I think it's also, you know, we, uh, you're not bringing up the centuries of time that white men have led this, this whole world. I mean... It well, was I was, white ta- men I was trying to keep it focused to the U.S., I know, but yeah, I know, but I mean, there's more to it, well, this obviously. W- this movie's global. It's it, going global. So. Well, and except for Lebanon, where it's banned. Did I tell oh, you? Oh, because... I probably read it somewhere, but we are talking about centuries and centuries and centuries of white man, ex- you know, oppressing everybody. So it's like, stop your bitching, white men, because... You know, you've had your time, and um, well, we talked about this on the. But I think it's also good, though. I also think it's good, though, that um, that men are so inclined to even want to see this movie in the first place. That in itself, in a way, is a surprise because it's a comic book movie. That's why. Yes, but they didn't really. People didn't really seem to be white men or men in general. Didn't seem like they were lining up to go see Catwoman or Electra. That's why. Well, how did they know that? It's true. You know, um, so it's it's so yes, it's a comic book movie, but it's also a comic book movie starring. A woman and a strong woman like it's not just like it's not Catwoman. this is wonder woman she is she is a goddess and she is basically immortal and yeah so so i think in that in, that in itself is a pretty cool that men are just like hey i i don't want to just see this movie i want to also hone in on your your women's only screening so i can see this movie like we can't let ladies start congregating together with the world it's going to devolve devolve into chaos apparently so we've kind of talked about a lot of the socio-political things <laughs> behind the story, but we didn't really get into the story. So wasn't well, a lot of what this is about, too? I right? mean, a lot of it. There's, a, I mean, there's, a, and there's a lot of undertones in this movie. I mean, you even said we went to see the movie with a very feminist friend of ours, and you even said that there's that line where she's like, she, Steve Trevor says something like, "Oh, you can't do this or whatever." I can't allow you to do this. Yeah, something like that. And she's like, "What I do is not up to you." And then you sort of leaned over to our friend, and like, "Yeah," <laughs> about kind of getting at what what. The message, the inherent message of this film is, as far as as far as uh, feminism and female empowerment and stuff, and uh, I think that, you know, I think that the film addresses that in an interesting way, especially having having Diana venture venture off of her island home and into what is nineteen what nineteen twenty whatever it is nineteen it was like it was like nineteen midnight nineteen. Yeah, I, I didn't see, establish I the exact it, year. I knew it was know. 1914 to 18, but yeah. I, I think, I guess it's towards the end of the war. So yeah. let's say 1918 around there. Because she kind of turned the tide on things a little bit. Yeah. Spoilers, I guess. Um, spoilers, Wonder Woman kicks ass. I mean, <laughs> I definitely think that was a spoiler. Uh, coming into this world where, you know, Steve Trevor's secretary is like, oh, this is the only way we're going to get the vote and things like that. You remember there was a line about women trying to get the vote? Oh, because it was during the suffrage 
movement? Yeah, I think so. Ah, oh, okay. That whole thing. And I was like, well, that's, that's quite a contrast. I'm glad. I think that that's, maybe that's specifically why they chose this time period. Well, and also, I don't know if you... I always like to read the trivia um, after I see movies because it, it's on, more on fun. I, on IMDb, you have to specify. On IMDb. Um, I read the trivia on IMDb. And it was even saying that one um, in the new comic book, they're calling the, the mascara, <laughs> mas, mas, the mascara not, and not known as Paradise Island. And they also said that in the comic book, it is actually, it is set in World War II. Right. But they decided to do Yeah, yeah, I knew that. And, and the, the TV show was the same. Season one was World War II, and then subsequent seasons were in the 70s, modern day, which is, from what I've heard, the sequel to this is going to be modern day also. So I Are guess... Are some bad Affleck in it? What? Bat Batfleck? <laughs> is that what he's called? What do you mean, Batman? Batfleck, Bat, Batfleck yeah. Oh, okay. Or Sad Affleck, if you're talking about the... Hello, darkness, my old friend. That video that came out. Oh yeah. Um, well, set to the set to the sound of silence. Um, so I guess we can get into some spoilers with the story. So now we're going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, go see it first. But generally, we liked it. And skip ahead to the verdict. I don't know. I don't know how long that would be, but just randomly pop them around on the podcast until you find the verdict. Um, so let's get into some spoiler territory. Were we happy with what happened when she left the mascara and? Um, well, you missed a few minutes in the movie because we had a, a baby diaper situation. But um, the the way that that developed in London and uh, her getting to the battlefield, like were there any um, were there any sequences or any plot development? Any plot development? Let's keep, let's keep the sequences for the production part of the podcast. But were there any plot developments where you were like, "This is stupid," or did the did the villain the villain twist towards the end work for you? Um, it's I weird because I kind of feel like I um, it worked for me. Um, that's not who I would have cast as a, a villain, but these movies like to surprise you. Um, I kind of I only saw one thing with him because I was out of the I was out of the movie theater for some of it. But uh, yeah, I wasn't really surprised. So when it happened, I was like, oh, oh, that guy! I saw that coming. Um, I really thought that the scene at the end with them with them fighting was super cool, really good effects. What did not work for me, however, was. It's weird that this is a Patty Jenkins directed movie when and uh, Snack Snyder was the producer because you could definitely see that Zack Snyder had some say in what they were going to do with the editing. I don't like Zack Snyder's slow motion movements. It's I don't understand why he continually keeps doing that. He's been doing that since I guess 300 was when we first started to notice it. That was 10 years ago, and I feel like with with movement uh, camera angles like that the slow motion it actually only makes the quality of the movie look worse like it just didn't look like it was really happening and and i if that was a scene that there was a stunt double i would not be surprised even though i don't know if there actually was because apparently according to trivia and imdb gal Gadot was uh pregnant during the reshoots so they had to angle the camera um or, you know over, around that so yeah, so that, that was a big part of it. It did not work for me. Um, I, di I didn't really like the casting of the villain. Um, I just, he just... Well, I knew about that. I knew, I knew it was him from the outset because I read things and it's like, oh, our first glimpse, glimpse of David Thewlis as Ares. And I was like, well, oh, well, no, thanks. I know. Is that was it supposed to be a twist? Because now I know who it is. Um, so I knew that from before the movie started. That yeah. That was going to be the case. I didn't... Because I read that. And you still saw it even though you didn't know about that. Yeah, he just looked really ominous from one of the scenes when they're on the phone. Did you think that there was a nice enough balance of 
her being a warrior and also the, the love story subplot? Do you think they overdid it where you're like, oh, of course we have a woman hero, but yeah, naturally she falls in love kind of thing. Well... Because if anything, I feel like Steve Trevor fell in love with her more than the other way around. Yeah, and I guess and he, he did fall hard because I was even thinking, I'm like, really? Well, I mean, why he wouldn't loves her, you? Well, I know. She's kind of I know. awesome. I feel like I kind of am in love with Wonder Woman now, too. Which is why I posted that thing on Facebook about, like, Gal Gadot and, like, her history and, like, who she is in real life and stuff. I, I, I didn't tag you on it, but I have to show you. Oh, but um, but he did seem like it happened really quickly. Like, he... I don't know. I don't really feel like they spent that much time together. And by the time they got to... Um, you know, got to London to go to the war. They kind of seemed like they stopped really talking to each other and they didn't know each other because they were so busy trying to, to battle. But you know what, though? It also makes sense. As a man, it's more typical that they fall harder than a woman does. So... Yeah, I don't know about that. It depends on the situation. I mean, I mean in, most, in a lot of cases, that's why they say a lot of times with, with men, it's more love at first sight. and women, it's more gradual. But uh, well, what about you, though? What, what, what didn't work for you? Did you... For the production. Um, the villains, mostly. Like, Ares, the reveal at the end was was cool. That was fine. But the whole Dr. Poison thing, I felt like a lot of that was sort of drawn out. That reminds and... me of Red Skull from yeah, uh, I Captain see America, that. I actually. See now that. that I think, I just thought about that. Well, yeah, German bad guy in a period piece. I mean, there's a lot of things about this movie. And there's people, some people are criticizing it, saying that it's very, very similar to a fault, like to Captain America, the first Avenger. To the point that you have... A person who's sort of uh, super idealistic and powerful and meets just like a regular soldier type person and then they fall in love and then one of them sacrifices themselves to save the world type of deal and their love story kind of abruptly ends before But it both of them are men that sacrifice themselves. Right, there's that. I thought the way that the uh, the direction... Well, we're, we're talking ahead. We're trying to talk about sto- story and you're going into the fight sequences. That's the production side of it. That's not story related. Oh. So, story-wise... I mean, it was it was fine. It took its time, like it didn't it didn't rush too much past things. It did wasn't Avengers: Age of Ultron where there's like here's forty five different subplots. Oh, and now it's over, and we'll see you the next time. It felt very self contained in a lot of ways. Yeah. Did you like the framing device that, that we used to to kind of sort of uh, kick the story off? I forgot what was that. The letter, uh, the letter from Bruce Wayne oh. with the picture and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. I did. I think that was a good way to kind of... It's kind of unnecessary, I guess. You could have just gone right into it with voiceover without having that. But I think they were also trying to tie it into the DCEU, at least tangentially, even though... Because that's the next movie, Justice League. Right, exactly. So they have to do something to wrap it all up. Yeah, and there was no post credit scene, which I found interesting. I was wondering why they didn't do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess to keep it self-contained. So it would just be like, Wonder Woman, here's Wonder Woman's movie... We don't need to necessarily use it to kick off everything else because that's where there's a lot but, of. There's not any other origin stories, right? It's just it was just hers. <clears throat> what do you mean? Is there going to be an Aquaman origin story? Yeah, probably. There is. Yeah, um, probably. That doesn't make any sense. Do you I know don't... Aquaman's origin? No, but well, I don't that's like. Why. But I don't. I don't like what they're doing though. This they're doing any... it all out of order. It doesn't make any sense. Well, they wanted to get right to the team up. They didn't want to be patient like Marvel was. Mm-hmm. Well, because they didn't plan it. No, exactly. Or they planned it, but they planned it ass backwards because they're like, well, the team up will make the big money, so how do we get to that as soon as possible, basically, is what they're doing. Well, at least Wonder Woman got hers basically first. 
Oh, after uh, Man of Steel. Man of, yeah, first, I mean, of the origin stories. Yeah. yeah. And we're not going to get a Batman origin story. We, yeah, we've we got seen it, that already. We've got it in the, the opening credits of Batman v Superman. We don't need... But, I mean, I don't know... Plus, if, why don't you go watch the 1989 Batman or Batman Begins or origin Batman story. Begins probably did the best, I, I think. Well, yes. Well, because the origin story is actually accurate to the comics. The Batman 89 is totally like... Joker didn't kill his parents. There was a whole controversy around that. Before there was even an internet, the fanboys were like, this is bullshit. I thought that for, like, the longest time. I really thought that Joker... Yeah, so did I. And then I, you know, you get Tim older. Tim Burton lied to us. Oh, not the first time. It's true. But um, Beetlejuice isn't real either. I'm just now finding out. Oh my god! All this time I'm just like Beetlejuice, 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 and nothing. I'm like, why is Beetlejuice ignoring me? Anyway, so let's move into the cast. Gal Gadot is a Wonder Woman, which who who is already basically the standout of BVS. Did she deliver on that promise here, or were you? Did you go in this hype to see Wonder Woman, and you're like, "Who the hell is this chick trying to be Wonder Woman?" Oh well, you obviously know my feelings, but well, the I know but I'm, I'm setting not. it up. Um, no, I love Gal Gadot, and I've actually been a fan of her since the Fast Five movies. I th- I loved I love. I like it. how it's the Fast Five movies, even though not Fast and Furious, because Fast Five brought it back. She was in Fast. She was in the fourth one too. Oh, well, see, you I don't you know. haven't seen that, so right. I own it. I haven't seen it. No, I I loved Gal Gadot in um, the Fast and Furious franchise, and um, always I loved you know love her accent and just and her acting in that was a little little stale, a little flat, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but it's you know look at what she's working with. But um, in as Ooh, when I heard throwing shade at Fast and Furious, which is one of the only franchises you really like. I too. know, but it's still like it's still campy and ridiculous. It's not known for its acting ability. It doesn't. There's not a lot of subtext in that movie, other no. than it's all about family. Right, exactly. You know, no, really, no Oscar winners except for Charlie's Theron. But um, but when I heard that she got cast as Wonder Woman, I was really happy about it. And when there was all the, when she was getting all that controversy because she wasn't like Amazon. Amazonian. She wasn't Lucy Lawless and yeah, Warrior like, Princess. So what? Yeah. I'm like, I just, you know, I, I learned about her. I learned that she was in the, is, um, Israel, um, Israel military, and that she could, you know, she could fight and do all that stuff. So to me, she didn't need to be a big, a big lady, a, a, a bulky lady. You're saying to... about musk muscles, and you're also saying about bust. But, oh, you're both. saying both. both. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm Yeah, um, to, in order to kick ass. And I think as Wonder Woman, she did a great job. Um, her acting definitely got stepped up a little bit. And you could tell, like with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is like, has to be everything. You know, like she's, she needs to be kind. She needs to be nurturing like a mother. She needs to be um, strong. She needs to be um, compassionate. She, she needs to be beautiful. Like she is, she's basically, you know, she's basically Superman. Superman is an alien. She's a goddess. Well... But um, in a, in a lot of ways, she's sort of the DC Comics uh, equivalent of Thor, in that she comes from another world. She's sort of got these other worlds. She's a demigod like Thor is. Apparently, she's apparently Hercules. Is, <laughs> there's a storyline with her. Hercules the, is her brother, probably. Yeah, because right? they're both they're both fathered by Zeus. Right. Sort of. Well, except she was made out of clay, right? Right, but Zeus gave her life. Like lightning bolts struck right. the clay and oh, brought yeah, her life right. or whatever. Okay, yeah. It's all and that, and that's the other thing. I was worried that the origin story which involved her being shaped out of clay, would come off kind of stupid, but they didn't really... Thankfully, they didn't try and dramatize that And where we see Connie Nielsen, right? Nielsen? Yeah, Nielsen. Connie Nielsen all... shaping clay and everything. It was, was just like, she just told were the Were they all the demigods or just her? I think, I think she's the... Well, that's the big twist, which I... That, that's one part I did like, that it's revealed in the third act that she is the god killer. And yes, I kind of knew that was... I kind of saw that coming. 
that the sword is set up to be the god killer, the one weapon that can destroy Ares. And it turns out that Diana herself is the god killer, and she's the only one that can kill him. And of course, spoiler, she does by the end of it. I, I, kind of, I mean, I saw that coming, but it was still powerful when, it, when the reveal happened. So she didn't even realize that she was a god. Right. That why, that's why and that's why her Hippolyta mom. And, and Tyope, played by Robin Wright, who we should give a shout out. She was awesome here, too. Yeah. I like Robin Wright. And I like, I like Colleen Connie Nielsen, too. But I felt like all the other women, were we supposed to give a crap about any no, of the other ones? No, okay. I didn't. Yeah, because I didn't really, I mean, I did in a general sense, but I wasn't like, oh, that lady got shot. The one lady who I don't know. Um, but I thought Gal Gadot, to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, I think she does have to bring very multi, like a lot of layers to this performance because she has to start off playing very wide-eyed and naive and being like, there's goodness in the world. Yay! I'm going to stop people and people are going to go back to being all all happy and, and you know not trying to, not being greedy or warmongering and that kind of thing. And then by the end has a deeper understanding. There's a lot of emotional growth that happens from the beginning of the movie to the end. But she still has to start at the beginning being sort of sort of naive but also powerful and strong and not like an idiot you know what i mean not childlike and, and like childlike but not childish like she still has fighting. idealistic yeah like yeah but she's still idealistic at the end because right. she says she you know she decides to fight like the most powerful thing is love which sounds hokey out of context but in the movie it was actually very powerful like there were a few moments throughout the film that i kind of got touched too as a man that was one uh the whole no man's land sequence was one um but I mean, I think she totally nailed it. And uh, I didn't, honestly, even though I thought she was great in BVS, she brought a lot more to this film than even I was expecting her to. And I, I've seen some things online where people were like, Wonder Woman, DC should make Wonder Woman the lead of their, their DCEU. And I mean, I sort of feel like she has, she adds the most, she's probably the most developed character in that franchise already well, in one film. I also feel like she was also acting from her heart because she yeah. has two daughters. Yeah. Two, uh, one of them I think is like six now and the other one, Probably, I think was just born last year. Yeah, a year or two. I think, yeah. And um, you could tell, like she was, you could you could tell that she felt that um, for her for her children that she wanted she wanted them to idolize Wonder Woman as well and like to have that strong female character and like it just because even as for me I was even saying as a mom like I'm like. I, I think of I think of my daughter watching that movie and which is why we wanted to take her with us to to see it and which is why we were also like oh no we'll keep we'll have her on the podcast with us it's sort of in keeping in spirit with the with the film um, very very inclusive like the movie is um, but no and I think making her the lead of the DCU is is kind of not a bad idea considering you know superhero we were saying this afterwards after we saw the film. Um, that there's kind of three types of superheroes. There's like the goofy, ridiculous types that you're supposed to just kind of go on a ride with, like Deadpool. There's the brooding ones who are like, oh, it's so much responsibility to be a superhero. And that's like Batman. I think Spider-Man sort of falls between both of those categories a little bit. And yeah. then there's the idealistic, like hopeful one that's supposed to give you something to aspire to. And that's traditionally Superman, not really in the Henry Cavill no, Superman. No, he's, he's been, he's he's been saddled with the... Well, you, have to, you, haven't, you still haven't seen the Christopher Reeve one. So I think when you see that, you'll see a lot, of, a lot of comparisons between his performance as Superman and her performance as Wonder Woman. Um, in, in fact, there was like basically a visual callback to that alley scene where she stops a bullet and saves Steve Trevor because he does basically the same thing in uh, in Superman the movie. And I think Wonder Woman, you know, that that's a character. That kind of character is one that you want to be the face of your franchise. One that you want audiences to go. Again, not to sound cheesy, but to go see the movie and feel inspired. 
I think nobody came out of BVS feeling inspired. They felt inspired to like cut their wrists because it was kind of depressing and bleak. You're like, oh, this world is not worth it. Yeah, Wonder Woman, of course, um, stole the show. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, she did. And, Which and made I, you excited for Wonder Woman. Well, and she comes in there and the, with the music and everything, and she basically it's a step aside, guys. I got this. And she she does bulk of the bulk of the fighting with Doomsday is kind of Wonder Woman fighting him. Batman running away, Wonder Woman fighting him, and Superman being like, I'm gonna get that weapon so I can kill him. Uh oh. See, she, you don't, see, making talking about BVS made our daughter upset. She's like, not actually, that. Just, just a trivia for you podcasters out there. But actually, the night we saw BVS was, uh, it was just a, it was the, little, the weekend that, that weekend I had found out that I was pregnant with our daughter. That's so, right. bookends. So, there you go, bookends. And yeah, there you go. But uh, um, I think, but Gal Gadot. I mean, she's, she was a great, a great one woman, and she's. Absolutely gorgeous, and you know when she walks in the room with that blue dress on, and everyone looks at her. At it's the, like, gay, the gala, yeah, like, towards yeah. The, you're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I would look at her too. She's 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 stunning. So, uh, so I think it was just great casting, and yeah, I hope they lock. What she has to do next. I, I hope Warner Brothers locks down Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot for at least a trilogy of Wonder Woman movies. I think they're it's kind of already announced that they're doing the second one. So hopefully they. Could, I like to get a. a, a you know, three movies out of that at least, because I'm sure they have Gal Gadot signed to a multi-film contract for Justice League movie, kind of like Marvel, where they were like six-film contract or nine-film contract or whatever, where where she could be in Wonder Woman movies and as well as team-ups. So I, I hope to see a lot more of her in, going forward. So Chris Pine, what about Chris Pine as Steve Trevor? Um, he actually. He actually did a good job. I'm not the biggest Chris Pine fan. You, I've seen you some... don't mind those Star Trek movies. No, I don't. I, I just think his he hasn't really... Um, he's just, I don't really think his acting's ever been really that good. But in this movie, he, he did pretty well with what he with what he had. And um, I think he did make a good st- lead man. And But didn't overshadow... No. Excuse me. But didn't overshadow Wonder Woman. He, she, he was very very much a supporting role and kind of giving her someone to bounce off of and to contrast with um, as far as, you know, ideals and, and that kind of thing. And, I did and feel kind like of define the, her. I did feel like bit. some of the script, though, modernized him a little too much. Yeah? Yeah. I, um, how, did, how so? They're just... Well, one, why didn't he speak English? Like, British? Why didn't he He's an American, I think. I think well, why, how a, did he get in British intelligence? He was a spy. I don't know. They, that, they, they went through... This is another thing. I feel like this film was sort of dense in its story layer, like in the details yes, of the story. Yep. Sort of like the Batman... I was telling you about this yesterday. Sort of like the Batman Nolan movies. And that I, I, I came out of seeing Batman Begins the first time thinking that I needed to see that again because I felt like a lot of the themes and a lot of nuances of the story itself sort of went by really fast. And I think that... And I think that that's probably the case with Wonder Woman as well. Why do they like to do that in these? I mean, I don't mind it. It just makes it a richer experience when you rewatch it. You know, I, I like that actually. They want to make sure they get your money. Well, I mean, have there any been? Have there really been ever any Marvel films of the MCU? And not to compare Marvel and DC, but you know, it's kind of inevitable. Have there ever been any of them where you're like, I need to rewatch that because I, I, there's a lot of stuff that happened and I no. need to process. It. No, because they're all very popcorny. Yeah, but which good. is which is not bad. They're consistent, but you know what you're getting. It's like, it's like uh, Marco's Marco's Pizza, which is one of the ones we get a lot, right? Yeah. It's it's good every time you get it. It doesn't blow your blow your away, but it's it's consistent. It's a consistently positive experience, and that's exactly what the Marvel movies are. Every once in a while, you'll get one. You'll be like, "Holy shit, this is a really good pizza," 
or slash Marvel film, right? Right. And for me, that's Civil War, that's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. There's a, been a few of them that are really strong. But for the most part, you're like, yeah, that was good. It's fine. I'll probably get it on Blu-ray because I'm a completist. But it's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're safe. And in DC so far, as much as people might hate Batman of Steel, which I actually like a lot, it's probably a close second after Wonder Woman for me. Um, BB you also don't have much to compare it to. Well, that's far. I mean, if you're comparing, um, as much as people hate BVS and Suicide Squad, those movies tried something. They tried something different. They made, they, they introduced new characters we've never seen on screen before, ever. They, um, you know, BVS in particular has a lot of, is a very ambitious story it's trying to tell. Very dense, very complicated, very, yes, convoluted too, but they, they took chances. They did a different version of Lex Luthor that people didn't like, that I actually didn't mind that much. We have a whole episode on BVS where we talk about that. But, um... They, they, they're thinking outside the box a little bit more, and they're trying different things. And I, I respect that, even when the movies don't 100% work. So I thought Steve Trevor, I don't know how we got way off topic there. But I, <laughs> that's what we do. That's what happens when it's not just me talking. Conversation takes us in circles. There's also a lot of freaking Chris's there in is. these worlds. Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Pratt Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth, yeah. I think, I think uh, yeah, pretty much. It's interesting with the three Marvel Chris's, because... I feel like you like if you like funny guys, you got Chris Pratt. If you like like nice like Boy Scouts, you got Chris Evans. But if you like nice guys who are also kind of dirty, and like probably ride a motorcycle or have tattoos or like a little freaky in the bedroom, then you're Chris Hemsworth. I feel like you know what I mean. I feel like there's a Marvel Chris for every type of of uh, man that ladies are interested in. And if you like the blue-eyed. Well, I guess... He's not a Marvel Chris, though. No. That's why I didn't include him, because I didn't know, know where to put him there. I know, I just, It's just confusing. There's just so many... Too many... Well, it's a, it's, all these, all stop naming... Superhero people, films. stop naming... Christopher Reeve was Christian. Yes! Oh, my God. Stop naming your... Christian Bale. It's close. It's close. Uh, stop naming your... Christopher Nolan. Stop <laughs> naming your people Chris, because unless, you know, unless you want them to work in a superhero movie one day, because they'll probably will, but... Um, stop... No, no, don't naming your babies Chris. We're forbidding it now. Oh, we should Pro- name her Christina. Oh, we should have. <laughs> She'd be a superhero one day. She'd be in Wonder Woman in their reboot in like 20 years. Well, apparently Christina Hendricks, if there was another director cast, they wanted Christina Hendricks. So See, I'm go. glad they didn't go with a white girl, though. I'm glad they went with someone a little more ethnic for Wonder Woman. I think that was yeah. a smart move. So, so uh, Chris Pine brought a lot of, a lot of uh, humor and a lot of geniality and, and basically sort of the audience surrogate in this movie, kind of en- entering Themyscira and being like, I don't know, what the hell, what is this place? Where are you people? Why did he want to leave? I would have wanted to stay. Well, because he had a duty. Oh, what? To get the information that he had to... Because he's trying to save millions of lives. I know. You're like, I don't care. I want to stay with these hot women. I'm questioning you right no, now. No, no, because that world was beautiful. You're going to leave me for Gal Gadot, aren't you? She ever asked. No, I'm just kidding. Is she on your laminated list, friend style? There you go. <laughs> so, were there any other performances you wanted to... David Thewlis was fine. He didn't have that much to do until the end when... Spoilers, he's revealed to be Ares. And then it's cool that he has... They have him in, like, basically the DC Comics armor from the... Right from the yeah, page. Yeah, how they got his costume, his, uh, I thought that was neat. His war, his war outfit. He sort of, like, conjured metal and, like, melted onto his body. Yeah. I think that was neat. Uh, a lot of people kind of criticized the last 20 minutes or something for going too CG with it. But, I mean, you have two gods fighting. What do you expect? Sort of. Well, well sort of, but that's, you're like, man, it's still too much destruction. I'm like, well, hello, same thing. Well, but he was, oh, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, exactly. He was fighting another alien. Uh, ex- but, yeah, but he, pretty they much. weren't destroying buildings. In Those this, no. No, they weren't. They did it themselves. They weren't, they were, they weren't destroying oh, buildings. Okay, I don't mean... 
I don't mean to sound um, um, what does it matter, honey? melancholy here, but Melan- when she said, she said, oh, humans are everything you said they are, but they are so much more than I'm like, no, we're not. Yes, we are. She's trying to, she's idealistic. I'm glad you're not Wonder Woman. You'd be like, yeah, you're right, Aries. These guys are stupid. Let them kill each other and then we'll rule again. Well, I don't think that what he wanted to do was right. I agree with her. She shouldn't have been. Well, that's I agree good. that she should have. But it's also like she's so she's so idealistic. Like, idealistic. She's just like, yes, humans are so 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 great. I'm like, yeah. Well, she she saw Not the potential really. in humanity because through Steve Trevor, that was the whole. Well, point. we did have potential back during those days. I don't know. Now we're now we now have I think we're all gonna. Now it's just harder to see the potential. I would argue. Yes, yeah, and I'm sure they'll get to that in Justice League because you know she's gonna be modern Diana in that one again. Like she was in BVS. So were there any other performances we wanted to mention? We already talked about Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright and how they're sort of limited screen time, but they do a lot with what they have. I'm, I kind of wish we got more Robin Wright, unfortunately. She, yeah. she I was not in this very role. much. Yeah, so did I. Uh, Danny Houston, striker from X-Men Origins Wolverine, who also played the villain in that comic book, uh, that vampire movie. The Josh Hartnett, 30 Days of Night. He was the villain in that, which I didn't care for that movie, but a lot of people like it. Um, everyone else, all of the like the the soldiers, quote soldiers, because they're not really soldiers. They're just like mercenaries and such that Steve Trevor Trevor recruited. They were all fine. They were just I wasn't I wasn't blown away by a lot of the supporting players. But I don't think you're really supposed to. I think it's pretty much Diana and Steve Trevor, and then everybody else is just sort of there. Um, oh, but the other there was no nothing egregiously bad about any of them. Though. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I didn't really know who these characters were. And it does make me think again about Captain America. And I keep wanting to call him Steve Rogers. Yeah. But he's not Steve Rogers. No, he's, he's not. Trevor. He's not Steve Rogers. I'm glad that you made that distinction. Um, so do you want to just go into the production? Let's go into the production. So what? Are, how was the action in this movie? Not very good, I guess. How was the action in this movie? Remember, this was the seventh, uh, second feature film for Patty Jenkins. Like, she's directed like TV movies and TV episodes and stuff, but this is the only second movie, like major motion picture that she's directed after Monster, which was, what, 14 years ago or something. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Um, how was the action? With, other than the slow down motion thing that you mentioned earlier. I, I, I liked the action a lot. I thought it was, um, there were scenes with Wonder Woman where she, you know, uh, you know, did things with her bracelet or or her armbands, her armbands, bracelet, her sword that was like you're like whoa, you know, and like just yeah, I thought the action was actually really good and really I, fun. I would I would sort of argue against your criticism of the slow motion because I feel like for a film like this, it's supposed to basically trying to recapture what it would feel like on the comic book page where you get the splash pages. Where there's, where you know, you know when you. Are a, you sure about that? And it's not a, just a, a splash, Zack Snyder thing. A splash page is when you open a comic book and it's like two pages, one image across the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And okay. I feel like when they. they Archie comics. Right. Oh, okay. Whatever. And I feel like when they slow it down, it's sort of them just being like, sort of like freeze framing the splash page moment of her like moving around, like swinging the whip and or the. Oh, lasso I think you're and, putting too much. No, but I, look, I think it's really what, Zack Snyder. Okay, what Zack Snyder movies have done that? I thought. Go ahead. Well, three hundred. right? Okay, based on a comic book. Man of Steel? Based on a comic book. Well, what is his deal? BVS, based on a comic book. Watchmen. Exactly. Have you seen Dawn of the Dead? Didn't do that, I don't think. And Sucker Punch did a little bit. That was was trying to be a comic book, but it it was more... No, I think it's just Zack Snyder's thing. 
but I think it, it, it works for these for these movies. This is not even this is not even his movie. But he's a producer. Well, he, he's he sort probably of probably had some say in the editing. Yeah, room. he's is also his he's also kind of the overseer of the DCEU thus far. He did and I'm glad the, he didn't two of the four do, movies. I'm glad he didn't direct this. Because well, I'm glad they got a female not, perspective. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not a big Zack Snyder fan. Oh, you're, you're not gonna that, be you're not gonna be happy with Justice League then. I guess probably. not. I like what he does with like I like some of his style points like his. Color, coloration of um, the films are kind of cool, but I just—I don't know. I just don't really like his scripts. They're always very dark. He didn't even write most of those movies. Yeah, he didn't. No. Oh, I don't know. You I don't know. Like... I just don't. I just don't think that he should keep doing this. You're Let's you're get... a hater of his his sensibility. Yes. And we should mention while we're criticizing Zack Snyder, our hearts go out to Zack Snyder in the situation yes. he's dealing with his family. How yes. we have, however we feel about his movies. That's totally separate from, um, from you know him as a human being, obviously. Right, of course. But there's a lot of people online that when that happened, they were like, "Oh, fuck that guy" or whatever. And I'm like, "You terrible human beings." There's so a lot of terrible. See why I say human. I know. Well, screwed. not everybody. Not everybody is. There are some people that are screwed. She killed that German guy thinking he was Aries. Did she come. feel bad about it? No. Um, <laughs> after she realized it wasn't Aries, she's like, "Things are supposed to be different." I'm like, and then she's like, "I guess I just straight up murdered this dude." Oh well, he was bad anyway. He had it coming. Somebody's gonna kill him. <laughs> Right? Probably, it's exactly. gonna be Wolverine at some point too. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah. Um, so I liked the. I didn't mind. I I could see what you're saying. They did do that probably a few times. Calm down. Probably a few times more than I would have liked. Um, but I think for the most part it sort of worked. I really liked the No Man's Land sequence. I was I sort of mentioned it earlier. Oh yeah. That was one of the best. And apparently they reshot that. Like I don't know if that was not gonna be in the movie or what was happening. So that's probably when she was pregnant then. Maybe, maybe. But that whole scene where she, where she leads, she basically like leads a charge. She's revealed in her costume for the first time in full. And she sort of leads the charge across there, securing passage for all these people that were kind of dying and starving and couldn't get, you know. I thought that was really powerful and stood to the, and, and was her kind of her full emergence as a hero moment, you know, where she, she put herself on the line to save all these people. Like yeah. by herself, where everyone and everyone else was like, "That's suicide." We're staying back. She's like, "Fuck you. This is the right thing to do. This is what I'm gonna do." But she was gonna. She wasn't. If she got hit by a bullet, she wouldn't die anyway, right? Because she's. Well, I mean, well, Amazon's got. I don't know. They, but I don't is know. she 100 percent bulletproof? I don't know. We didn't ever see her get shot. That's true. We saw one of the other Amazons get shot, and that was another moment that during the action scene on the beach that I thought really worked, where she's like, "What's this thing flying by?" And they slow motion. They put it in slow motion so that you can, you could uh, sort of get into her head of like she's never seen a bullet before she doesn't know what's happening mm -hmm. i thought that really worked um all the action was good i thought the score by rupert gregson williams was really was really strong and i like that he brought back junkie xls of course so that's not in the movie it's like what, what, what the hell is this because that would have been disappointing i mentioned to you before we and they played it a lot too they, they played it about what, two or three times i think yeah. Um, and just the look of the film, it looked like a period movie. Like, I don't know how, how, I don't know what Patty Jenkins did. I don't know if it's the filter or just like the color scheme of the art direction or what they did, but it felt like a period movie. Like you could sense the setting in, in the, uh, in the art direction and such. So I think they did a good job making it feel sort of authentic to that time. Uh, probably, honestly, probably in a much better way than Captain America, the first Avenger, actually. It felt more, uh, more authentic than that film did. More gritty. More, more, more authentic to the time period. Like, I believe this was World War One time more than I believe that that was World War Two. I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think it's, in a lot of ways, it's a better movie. I do think there are some moments 
with the action where the CG is a little too obvious, um, or a little or a little borderline goofy, and some of the dialogue. Is that because of the budget though? That was budget was maybe. Lower? Well, the budget was 149, which is a lot. It sounds like a lot, 149 million, but compared to movies like Avengers and Civil War or whatever that are like 250, 300. I think even Man of Steel was was probably at least 200. Um, I mean, that's that's sort of on the lower side, but you know, I think that was a smart move considering Wonder Woman's never been in a movie, and I think you know WB was kind of hedging their bets on being like, well, let's see how this goes. And now that this is doing so well, the second one will probably have over 200 something. Right, because they um, haven't had the best luck with their movies. They've all been basically panned. And... Well, critically panned, but making a shit ton of money. Even Suicide Squad made like 800 million. Well, are they worldwide. making are they making uh, Marvel money though? Um, they're not making. They haven't crossed a billion with anyone because, yet. Because because these, I think the reviews are also hurting them. Right. Versus like it's a Marvel movie now, even if it's crappy, which most of them well, aren't. No, most of them are good, but they still have Mar Marvel has that audience goodwill where they'll do a movie with a dude that turns into like shrinks to the size of an ant, and people will be like, yeah, okay, and they'll go see it, and it makes two hundred million domestic because it's Marvel's name on the, on the front. And that's why their logos. I think, if, so I think if DC made a cyborg movie now, I think people would be like, the fuck is this? Terminator? But like... Not? Not? Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. I don't think they're quite there yet. But honestly, I think Wonder Woman is exactly the movie they needed right now to sort of... I think it's the movie we all needed right now. Well, I mean, from that standpoint of the, you know, the, the feminism stuff, but also just like what DC and Warner Bros. needed to kind of save... Honey, come on, we're almost done. To kind of save our, uh, their brand and uh, get people hyped up about Justice League and whatever else they have in store. I think that was a smart decision on their part. So that, that's actually a good segue into the verdict. So where do, you, where do you land on this? You actually gave this a pretty, pretty solid rating on Letterboxd, especially consider, considering you're usually not... Yes, honey, what do you want to weigh in on this? She liked it too, by the way. Translation, she, she's like, I liked Wonder Woman more than that, please. She wants to go see it now, that's why she's upset. Um, so what was your rating for Wonder Woman? You should share that with the people. Uh, in Letterboxd, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Um, maybe that was very generous. I barely give movies like four, so. But I, I liked it a lot, and I liked well, I, I liked how it just really um, touched, touched my heart. I was heart. about to say, it, it, sounds like my, it sounds like it kind of touched it me in an emotional with me way. And yeah. it, it's, it spoke to me as a woman. It spoke to me as a mother. It spoke to me as a human being, so. It just, um, I thought it was great and a lot of fun. And I mean, the dialogue scenes were a little boring, but um, but that every, that you people have to talk or else how are you gonna know anything about the story? So it worked. <laughs> it's past her bedtime, you guys can talk. Uh, so where did it rank for you? Where did it rank for you with the other DCEU movies? Like what are your thoughts comparatively with Man of Steel, BVS, and Suicide Liked it better Squad? than all of them. Yeah? Yeah. Think, significantly better it sounds like yes like i don't i think you, you didn't give any of the other ones higher than a three ish three maybe 3.5 i don't remember what yeah you man still always just felt too long and i was really bothering me about all the destruction it's about the same length as wonder woman by the way See, exactly it felt just a bvs um it wasn't as bad it didn't deserve the flack that it got but it also wasn't that great either it was yeah i mean i understand that oh, martha martha where'd you say that name <laughs> Um, and Suicide Squad, well, I was hoping that would be a little bit... I was hoping it was going to be better because it was very hyped up and it looked fun, but nope. Just, just a strong marketing campaign. Yeah. Um, so if you like, which one you like the least, let's rank them. Wonder Woman the best, which I agree with. I agree. I would probably go still four out of five. 
Um, for me, it barely edges out Man of Steel. I actually do like Man of Steel a lot, yeah. and I think that works for a lot of the same reasons that Wonder Woman works, which is, is weird. Um, even though it doesn't have quite the, the same, it's not as uplifting or as compassionate as Wonder Woman, obviously. But I do feel like Man of Steel... Wow, you <laughs> reached the breaking point. We'll wrap it up. Uh, I do feel like Man of Steel was a, a much stronger, a, a much stronger film than the two that followed. So for me, it's Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, BVS, and Suicide Squad. I don't know. For me, Wonder Woman. For, so for you, it's Wonder Woman and then three crappy movies you don't care about. Sort of. Like I don't want to see Man of Steel again. <laughs> That's how a lot of people feel. I think. And uh, obviously, you go from Suicide Squad with Harley Quinn, where she's basically a sexualized nut job. Yeah, to Wonder Woman, who's like the quintessential, like, just. Harley Quinn's an iconic Mar DC. No, I almost said Marvel. Sorry, that would have would have been like you asshole. The <laughs> uh, uh, iconic DC character too, in her own right, especially in the last decade or so. She didn't come around till the '90s, so she's catching up fast. Yeah, but it's you got two two sides to the coin here, but. So are you excited to see the future Wonder Woman, like in Justice League or yeah. in sequels or anything? Yeah, I, I if Wonder Woman, yeah, if she's gonna be in Justice League, which yeah, she she's, will. she's gonna be. It sounds yeah, like yeah, it's good. Her and Batman sort of leading the charge in that one. Batfleck. Batfleck, exactly. So I mean, I think that's all we got for Wonder Woman now. We have to put a baby to bed. Yeah. And you guys actually have like a live degradation of our daughter's patience with going to bed. She's like, ah, it's my bedtime, assholes. And we're like, okay, okay, come down. We'll get you there. Relax. We're trying to talk. We're talking about Wonder Woman, Zoe. Um, so no, we both really liked Wonder Woman. Definitely go see it if you haven't. It's made over 100 million. It's opening weekend, so chances are you probably did see it. Hell yeah. Um, so we're super hyped for this sequel. Maybe less so for Justice League, especially since it does have Zack Snyder and it has to balance 45 other characters who we haven't seen an origin of. But yeah. you know the origin of the Flash, sort of. You yeah, saw the pilot sort of, of the show. Yeah. Well, is November is gonna be a big month. Just Thor, Ragnarok, Thor, yeah, and uh, Justice League. I'm more, I'm more excited Ten days about. Afterwards. I'm more excited about Ragnarok than I am Justice League. Yeah. It just looks that looks like fun, and and Marvel films in their third installment have sort of taken the we don't give a shit approach and be like fuck it we're gonna do what we want for this third one. Civil War and Iron Man three have sort of just thrown the rules out the window. So hopefully that'll do the same. But you know I'm still excited for Justice League. Maybe, maybe, maybe slightly more because I feel like I'm going to be more rooting for Wonder Woman now that I've seen this film. Um, and obviously, congratulations to Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins and everyone involved. This is kind of a big deal. We finally have a good, honey, chill out. We finally have a good female-driven uh, comic book slash superhero film. So, uh, so you know, it, it'd be, it would, it would, it's kind of cool to see little girls running around like in Wonder Woman outfits going and getting dressed up for yeah. the movie and stuff. And that's, I hope that this movie, I hope that this movie inspires them in the same way that the Batman 90, 1989 and stuff um, inspired us. Yeah. So. And now, and now our daughter has a hero to look up to, a heroine to look up to. Other than you. Though, you other mean. than me. Other than me. That concludes our review of Wonder Woman. Um, I just wanted to thank Kai for coming back on the podcast after, what, eight months? I guess it was that long, yeah. Can, can I, I, I'm going to try and get you back for a future episode later this month. Maybe we'll have to record it earlier in the day so we don't have this little monster over here being so upset. But thanks for coming back and talking Wonder Woman with us. Yeah, thanks for having me back on the show. That'll conclude this episode of the Crooked Table Podcast. You can go and rate and review us on iTunes if you'd be so kind. Also, find us on Stitcher. 
You can find me on Twitter at Crooked Table and Kai on Twitter at The Vault Key LLC. Uh, we're also on Facebook and all the other social medias. Find more podcasts, reviews, videos, and other movie-related goodies at CrookedTable.com. And as for next week, we're going to be talking about The Mummy. Yes, the new movie, but also the 1999 version with Brendan Fraser, uh, Rachel Weisz, and John Hanna. Um, maybe talking about some other movie, too. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to see Rough Night or All Eyes on Me or, or something. There's a few movies coming out next week. Um, but until then, I've been Rob. We'll catch you around the table next week. Roll credits. This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. C-R-O-O-K-E-D. C-R-O-O-K-E-D. <laughs> <laughs>